When you live in North Florida, you hear people always go, what time is the tea time and how much is the fee? Well, in this case, T. Higgins is a lot. Is it tea time in Jacksonville? I'll tell you in just a second here on Lock on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Jaguars. I'm the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins. And here it is, your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. I have to let you know also that it is free to subscribe to our YouTube page that is Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you head over there, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and then hit that bell so that you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode. And wherever you get your podcast, when you're in your car at work and you listen to audio podcasts, whatever location that is, make sure you tap in every single day so you don't miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code in all lower cases locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And shout out to all of the everydayers for joining us here every single day. You can be in every day or two. All you got to do is come back every day. What's up, man? We're going to talk today about T. Higgins, a prospective target for the Jacksonville Jaguars in free agency. We'll go over the pros and cons of adding T to this roster, and there are plenty on both sides. But what it is mainly is an it's an exercise today on just how realistic and how difficult it is to be in a situation to try to add a player when it's not as easy, it's just adding a player. We'll discuss that. We'll also hit in segment, uh, at some point in segment two, talk about whether T. Higgins or Calvin Ridley is the right answer. At some point, a decision is going to have to be made uh, it, within, uh, with, in respect to which route is best for the team, which route is the most practical, logical, and realistic it can't just be all about what we type on social media. It has to be something that you can actually see happening. And then we're going to talk about in segment three, being realistic in free agency. If you are in charge of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm going to tie the draft into it and tell you why the draft is so important. And both free agency and the draft have their own quirks, but some of them are not the same. So we'll go through. Now, T Higgins, uh, the player, Six foot four, huge wingspan, uh, has played four years with the Cincinnati Bengals, has really put up some decent numbers, and I'll go through those numbers as well, uh, those statistics here in just a second. Um, very good player. Very good player. Is uh, played at Clemson, obviously, with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, is young at 25 years old. Uh, he's 6'4", 219 pounds, has a 34 uh wingspan ironically as a i don't know if it's irony but his hands are nine and a quarter inches that would be not very big if you were a draft prospect now which is probably the reason why he went in the second round because somebody uh analyzed that and decided well you know he's not really the big time prospect we think we can't put a guy up there like that with with nine and one quarter inch hands so that's not like small small but it's not like huge right the way you would think it is but 
his body of work in the NFL so far as a player, at least from his talent perspective, has has really been one uh, where it's worth it. So he's had two 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, both of those years, he caught 74 balls. Uh, one year at 1,029, the other one 1,091. He also has a 908-yard uh, season. This past season was uh, hurt by injuries. He played in 12 games at 656 yards, also hurt by the fact that they were missing their quarterback. Now you say those numbers don't blow you away, but you have to take into consideration that he has Jamar Chase on the other side. And Jamar Chase, uh, both guys weren't going to be able to put up numbers. That's just the nature of the business. It's just not that way. Sometimes you can get a situation where both guys put up numbers, but in this case, it's not the case. And they run the ball, you know, quite a bit uh, up in Tennessee too. So this is more of a projection based on what you see in terms of what you believe his talent is. And, and also, like I said, it's not a statistical thing. It's an eyeball thing. But there's this thought that he is just going to be a free and clear free agent. And I, I couldn't disagree with that more. I, I just couldn't. For instance, in two years, Jamar Chase has 3,700 yards receiving and 29 touchdowns. So that's going to be a lot. And T. Higgins in four years has 24 touchdowns. Uh, that's going to be a lot for anybody uh, to be a number two and be able to get all of their yards. But we'll, both, we'll all agree that uh, T. Higgins is a real good football player. He's a real good football player and makes a lot of sense. Here's what doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to just sit there and let him hit the market. It does not. I expect some sort of a tag, and I know they can't pay everybody. Uh, they got three years before they have to pay Jamar Chase. They, they can put the fifth year option on, which I'm sure they'll exercise that when the time comes. Uh, there's no need to do that super, super early because – you know, he could have like a catastrophic injury or something, and then you're guaranteeing the money. So teams wait until they absolutely have to do anything. I don't ever expect T. Higgins and Jamar Chase to be on the same team and both of them getting $20 million a year. It's just not feasible. It just doesn't happen. I also don't expect the Bengals to allow him to just walk uh, without getting some sort of compensation. It's hard to find good football players in this league. Tell you what, when's the last time the Jaguars had a true X receiver? Calvin Ridley ain't an X receiver. He can play the X, but that's not what he does best. Okay, so, and I've had, I've seen wide receivers make that uh, comment on social media and in person. So, uh, guys that were way more accomplished than either one of the dudes that I'm talking about. So, the thing is, is what do you do? Do you just snap your fingers, Jaguar fans, because that's what you want to happen? Are we going to take a realistic approach and look at what could actually happen in free agency? I'm expecting T. Higgins to get a tag put on him. And even if he didn't get a tag put on him, I don't suspect that his college relationship with Trevor Lawrence is the overriding factor that's going to get him in Jacksonville. I think there's a lot of things. Although I do think, I'm not naive, that having Trevor Lawrence uh, having the salary cap room, which I'll talk about in a minute, they're going to have salary cap space. Everybody's saying the Jaguars have a salary cap issue. No, they don't. Um, and they didn't have one last year either. If they wanted, if we're keeping it a buck, they if they could they could have done something last year to relieve themselves. Uh, they didn't do it because it aligned uh, it aligned them to be able to do what they thought last year was compete with the play players they had by making minimum minimal additions to that roster, and then. 
not forwarding a whole bunch of money into the next year or two when they really have a lot of decisions to make. So while that's smart on one hand, um, it's a miscalculation of whether or not you thought you were good enough. Trevor Lawrence so much as said that yesterday. They thought they were better than they were. So uh, the realistic part of this is yeah, T. Higgins may not be available as much as uh, the folks out here in Jaguar land keep saying he is. What if he is tagged, but the Bengals are willing to talk? What would you give up? We're going to compare that to what it would take to keep Calvin Ridley and why both things tend uh, to be able to make sense and have their own little arguments and to have their own little side of this thing. So we'll talk about both of them, Calvin Ridley as well as T. Higgins. And allow you in the comments and on social media to hit me back and let me know exactly what you would do. So we're going to look at Calvin Ridley and T. Higgins and why and what would we do. And before it's all over, I'm going to tell you exactly what I would do. We'll do it just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Today's show is sponsored by DoorDash. Look, the big game is coming up. All you guys got to do is make sure you know exactly where you want to get your orders. And DoorDash is the place that'll get it to you it'll come hot it'll come fresh it'll come professionally and that's exactly what you want i've been dealing with doordash for a long time moving to a new neighborhood and i wasn't on the radar literally for a lot of people doordash found me they'll find you anywhere man and they'll have your food ready to go with a smile on their face you get 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value when you spend 15 dollars or more on your first order when you download the doordash app and enter the code locked 23 that's locked plural 23 L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. Subject to change, terms apply. I'll read it again. Get 50% off up to $10, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter Lot 23. Subject to change, terms apply. Today's show is also sponsored by Prize Picks. That's right, man. Prize Picks is the absolute truth. And you notice the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. No sharks, no, no sharks, no pros, none of that stuff. The big game is around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard, in the big game, you win on prize picks. That's right. Your stuff's just like that on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, second segment here, Locked on Jaguars, talking T. Higgins, the realistic way the Jaguars can possibly obtain T. Higgins, and what would you do? So here's the difference. Lots of Jaguar fans are saying, get the deal done with Josh Allen. And I know he doesn't have a lot to do with the wide receiver position, but with the dynamic that the Jaguars have in the offseason, he does. There's a couple of things at play here. One, you only have one franchise tag. And it prevents other teams from negotiating with your player unless you agree to let that player seek out some sort of a deal and trade. 
and then you'll get compensation. The rules say a first-round pick, that can be negotiated if teams want to, but nine times out of ten, most of the time they don't. They play hardball. But in certain cases, teams do agree to make certain deals. Now, for me, the difference between the two is this. Other than the fact that one's a six-foot-four, 219, the other guy's 6'1", 190. That's not really the difference that I'm talking about. The difference is with Josh Allen, if you tag him, then you can negotiate with Calvin Ridley freely. If you tag Calvin Ridley, then Josh Allen hits the market. Or you sign Josh Allen, and then you tag Calvin Ridley. If you tag Calvin Ridley and he signs it, then unless you trade him, you're guaranteed to pay him whatever the franchise number is for a wide receiver, which is the average of the top five players at the position, and that should be a lot, which is the same tag. And then you hope to work out a long-term deal, right? So the decision they're going to have to make, and the reason why this decision is so important is this, because of the compensation that has to go to Atlanta before the league year, which is in March, if the Jaguars agree to any kind of a contract extension, I believe Calvin really uh, costs a second round pick, and that'll be this year's pick. After the league year, it's a third round pick, right? That uh, the, the that will go to the, the Atlanta Falcons for Calvin Ridley, and I think it has something to do with because you let you allowed him, you didn't just extend him, you didn't prevent him from hitting free agency, you allowed him to go out, and he made a choice to come back after getting offers from another team. But that's neither here nor there. The thing is, is with T Higgins, I do expect some sort of tag. Even if you don't get a tag with T Higgins, you work out a deal with Josh Allen. You tag Calvin Ridley. How could you then, in good faith, try to get T. Higgins, even if he's not on the tag, unless you rescind the tag to Calvin Ridley? It's really, really weird. But either way, you're going to pay either a second or third round pick for Calvin Ridley, whether you re-sign him or not. Would it be worth it to sign T. Higgins, who I believe is better, and a better fit right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then go ahead and let Calvin Ridley walk and give up the third-round pick. In that in that case, in that scenario, since the pick is already a sunken cost, and it's the lesser of the two that you would have to give up if um, you don't re-sign Calvin Ridley versus if you do, sure you do it if you knew you could have a replacement. The other thing is, what if Higgins is tagged and Cincinnati is willing to discuss. The 17th pick, in my opinion, is off limits. I'm not going to give up a first-round pick and pay T. Higgins $100 million over five years and then give up a third-round pick also for letting Calvin Ridley walk, which will leave you with T. Higgins and a second-round pick and a bunch of holes along uh, both lines of scrimmage, which we assume you can't address everything in free agency, although they probably could. Uh, but if you sign Josh Allen and you sign T Higgins, that's going to sort of shrink up uh, some of that cap space that you already have to clear up by losing like Cam Robinson. And 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 if you do both of these, Cam Robinson probably has to either be restructured or allowed to walk. So that creates another hole on the offensive line. The And, and the, the reason I'm pointing all of this out, because it doesn't just come down to a situation of preference. It comes down to a situation of preference with other factors included right and 
those factors are the timing of which you have to make your deal for Calvin Ridley or make your decision on Calvin Ridley. The cost that Calvin Ridley has already cost versus the cost that Calvin Ridley could cost if you make a decision and move quickly. All of these things are extremely, extremely important in, in how we go about this. So this pure love fest with just going out and signing Calvin Ridley, I mean, T Higgins, or Calvin Ridley, it has a bunch of ramifications, right? So let's break that down. Me personally, I'd rather have uh, T. Higgins as a player uh, because of his ability, because of his skill set, what he actually would offer this team in particular. I would also rather have T. Higgins as a player because he is four years younger than Calvin Ridley, even though both of them are headed to their first uh, foray in the free agency and, and have only played uh, one one year I mean one contract have only played under one contract I also believe that there are probably less questions about T Higgins even though he's had a couple of injuries um, the thing about Calvin Ridley is there's this assumption and we saw in the offseason where these assumptions come from there's just this assumption that we haven't seen the best of Calvin Ridley because he had a two-year break and I warn people with that don't think that that's necessarily true and what we saw of him is, is pretty nice now. It's not bad. It, it's very good, in fact, especially if they clean up a whole bunch of other stuff. But don't just assume that because he took this time off and he came back and he had 1,000 yards that it's going to keep going that way. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case. Although you could argue that evidence would suggest being back into the groove kind of it takes a while to get going, right? We talk about that after guys have been hurt. Well, he wasn't physically injured. So I don't know if it's necessarily true that he's going to be a whole bunch more improved than he was this season. And then the thing that you need, that big body high point receiver will still be missing and maybe you could go get it in the draft. But with T. Higgins, there's a if you take all of the other factors and variables out, I'd rather have T. Higgins than I'd rather have Calvin Ridley but here's here's the dilemma what does it now do to you in terms of team building with less draft picks with giving up another high pick if he's tagged that's the key so do you want the longevity the fact that he's 25 and he could grow with Trevor Lawrence with Travis Etienne with Trayvon Walker or would you rather have Calvin Ridley who Two years from now, you probably start looking for another guy to replace him. Nobody wants to use any draft capital on, on a wide receiver. They just all want offensive and defensive linemen this year. Off interior offensive. Last year it was defensive end. And I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna get on everybody about all of that stuff uh one day here soon. The fact that they wanted a edge rusher so bad last year, and then when no edge rusher was added. Now nobody is still begging for an edge rusher. Well, I think they still still need a depth edge rusher, but people were willing to give up the farm last year. Um, folks were willing to give up this first round pick for a premium edge rusher. And, and I just remember saying, don't do it because you got too many other things that you need and you can't pay too many people who all play the same position. You're going to have somebody standing over there on the sideline that's a high-value individual, whether it be salary or a draft pick, and that wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. So now we have to really realistically look at the wide receiver position 
and think what would actually be best for the team. All right, so I'm going to tell you in segment three what I would do if I was the Jaguars under both situations and why we would just hope for the best in terms of what would be coming next. I'll tell you all about it in in segment three here on Locked on Jaguars. Very important that you understand that in life, we all go through stuff. That's right. We go through things that change our life, that change our perspective. And sometimes it's hard to find ourselves and get it back. Well, I'm telling you right now, BetterHelp today is, is a sponsor for today's show, and we're brought to you by BetterHelp. Man, I have been through therapy, and sometimes it is hard for me to talk about. You can hear the, you can hear it in my voice that I've had life-changing things happen, and sometimes I couldn't get right back on track. Hey, man, we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can easily get you started or get you going. It's important to let that out, especially for someone who's uh, unbiased on your life. Better help can do that. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us has given, have given bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off your chest. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash locked on to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash locked on third final segment here on locked on jaguars where it's your team every day we thank you for making us your first listen Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of our Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Um, what would I do in, in, in taking a realistic approach? I understand the Jaguars have a bunch of needs, right? They're going to probably clear a bunch of cap space by making a bunch of cuts or restructures. I did a scenario last night where they ended up with $65 million in cap space, and that included them uh, re-signing Josh Allen and reducing his first-year cap figure by a significant amount, under $10 million, in fact, Um they're going to have to go out, I believe, and get veteran offensive linemen. There are a bunch of them out there. There's some of them that can be had for maybe what is considered a bargain. Uh, and there's some that you may have to pay for. The good thing is they don't have to pay for a left tackle if they don't want because they have one on the team that they can restructure his contract to Cam Robinson. Or they can just let him go and sign uh, and, and switch uh, Anton Harrison over to left tackle, the rookie from Oklahoma who's in the contract for at least – another three years, maybe four. If it's, uh, we talk about the fifth year option, he's a very good player also. So I would really look into doing that. Uh, but I would also be remiss if I didn't understand the need to make a decision at this wide receiver position. So uh, if the Jaguars can get two offensive linemen, two starting caliber offensive linemen, preferably a guard and a center in free agency, uh, even if they move on from Cam Robinson, that only leaves one hole left on the team. And maybe they're confident that for a year they can put Walker Little in at right tackle and then just use the draft to build depth. That means that they wouldn't really have to go out and use their first round pick or their second round pick. 
in this scenario, here's what I do. If I thought I had a chance to get T Higgins, if he was clear and free and there was a uh, interest, we have a no tampering rule, but come on now, we know better than that. If there was interest, then I would probably let Calvin Ridley walk and I take the three, I take the third round draft pick, the hit of the third round pick. And I go all in on uh, T Higgins. That's what I would do. If T Higgins comes with a price, I would really strongly consider it depending on what I have done in free agency to shore up the interior of my offensive line, uh, made some additional additions on defense. Obviously remember it's like, like you, it's, it's not as if you can only do one thing. You can do both. You can sign, uh, say Jonathan Hankins to help you with defensive tackle. If you get Dorrance Armstrong to be your edge depth, and he's one of the best special teams players in, in the National Football League. He was Dallas's better, best special teams player, a guy that can make plays. So instead of you spending $6 million on Dewan Smoot, $5 million on uh, an Arden Key type player, why don't you spend $7.5, $8 million a year, structure it so that he gets a lot of money up front for four years, and have Dorrance Armstrong and tell him, you're going to play 40% of the snaps because once we get nickel, we're going to mix match you and Trayvon and Josh Allen. We're going to have all of you on the field at the same time. And then you'll be our rotational guy. We're going to pay you, you know, more than we would pay a third edge. We're going to pay you a little bit more than that. I'm talking like a four-year, $32 million deal or something like that. And I know some people may think that's outrageous, but not for a guy that has 16 sacks over the last two years. And and, and he, he, he may cost you what two guys cost you, but he'll be more of a sure thing than you've ever had as a third edge. And he's going to play a lot. If you watch Ryan Nielsen's defense, he's going to play a lot more than you think. So if you can do that, maybe extend uh, or restructure Darius Williams so that you don't have a hole at starting corner and then you can use more developmental players. So follow me here. I would negotiate and I would give up a second and a fourth as opposed to a first this year. And I would try to get that trade that to the Bengals. If they don't take it, I'm not sure I'd give up uh, the, the 17th overall pick. And, and, and in fact, I'm probably sure I wouldn't. But if they're willing to take a second and a piece that could add up to whether it's a second this year and either third or fourth next year, whatever adds up to a first round pick on the scale, on the trade scale, if they'd be willing to take that, I'd do it. And then at 17, unless something falls to me that I absolutely cannot resist, I back out of there and I trade. I get that pick back. I call a team like Arizona that has a late second and a couple of early third rounders. I might even call Carolina that has the first pick in the second round and that wants to get into the first round because they need a wide receiver and maybe get two picks, maybe get a second and a third just to drop back um, 16 spots. And then I try to get two players. Then when I get those draft picks back, that's when I go uh, shopping like I ain't got no sense. I always say don't go shopping with an empty stomach. I go shopping with an empty stomach right there in the second round, and I grab two offensive linemen. Or uh, because I think that's what's that's there. I, I always tell people, don't say what you grab unless you know it's there. Well, based on my projection and all these mocks I've been doing, what's going to be there is you're going to be able to get a guard who can start at left guard right away and then best player available, which could realistically still be a corner that's still on the board that you can let play nickel or 
can eventually be your starter on the outside once you decide what you're going to do with both Tyson Campbell and the restructured Darius Williams. But it adds competition. You add depth. You're able to add a great player. You kind of get back some of the compensation that you've given up. There's a lot of moving parts here, but there's a whole bunch to consider. The most realistic thing that we have to understand is it is not as easy as it is to type that or write that we need to go after T. Higgins. It's just not that easy. There are too many things that you have to consider. Uh, and one of those things that would have to be considered is the Cincinnati Bengals aren't stupid and they're just not going to just let him walk for nothing. Uh, I don't think they will, especially since Jamar Chase is still on a rookie deal. Because you would think that the, the problem that they would be having is how do you pay them both? Well, you don't have to pay them both. You're already paying Jamar Chase to be a first round top five pick. You ain't got to worry about that for another three years. And then even when you extend them, that money doesn't kick in until after the original contract runs out. So therefore, you have a dilemma. There's a way around it, but you might have to make a decision and a choice before those ways around it are ironed out. So it's real easy to play uh, podcast GM. It's real easy to play uh, Twitter GM. It's really hard to make hard decisions that you have to make. Is it a bird in the hand? Or is it a bigger bird that's not quite in the hand, but sometimes you just got to take that risk. You don't have to take a risk on me, man, because I know what I'm going to do. And you know what I'm going to do every single day here on Locked on Jaguars, where it's your team every day. And I know you're every day. You're going to be there every step of the way. And I know you'll be there tomorrow, too, because tomorrow we're going to continue to take a hard look at some of these draft choices and some of the. And and I'm giving Trent Balky a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. Not him personally per se but gms and, and scouts because everybody says how easy this is to do but it's only easy to talk about it's not actually easy to pull off and there are a lot of moving parts and hopefully i helped you see a little bit of that today not that you're gonna give people any slack but that you just make very nuanced and very uh un understandable arguments and debates so we can move this further along as opposed to having to stop at every off ramp to explain every little thing all right man you guys tap in tomorrow make sure you tap in a lot locked on jaguars on whatever platform you can to make sure you don't miss an episode thank you for joining me we'll see you tomorrow here on locked on jaguars